Welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. I'm your host, John Henry Weston, and I'm thrilled to bring you Dr. Monica Miller, a theologian and pro-life activist who's here to discuss with us something very controversial. Last week, Archbishop Paglia from the Vatican made comments that suggest that anyone who says Judas is in hell is a heretic and also talked about how a priest could hold the hand of an assisted suicide uh, person going through that, um, and that's just fine. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dr. Monica Miller is a good friend. She is also someone very well known in the pro-life movement. The founders of the founders of Citizens for Pro-Life, what's it called again? That's it. Citizens for a Pro-Life Society. And also very famous for having found unborn aborted baby victims, their bodies uh, discarded and making that public. Also, though, uh, probably less known uh, is the fact that she's a theologian and uh, she's a theologian, a professor in Michigan. And actually, what I found uh, very enjoyable was reading Rome Sweet Home um, by the Hans that talk about their conversion to the Catholic Church. Uh, Dr. Miller is mentioned in there as really inspiring the Hans in their pro-life work uh, that actually helped them a lot in their own ongoing struggle over the faith. So welcome, welcome Dr. Dr. Miller. Miller. Right, thank you. I, I knew Scott when he was still a Protestant. <laughs> he and I were in graduate classes together at Marquette back in the 1980s. And um, I attended his baptism. It was a conditional baptism, but I attended that. And, and I've been good friends with the Han family. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah he, he calls, calls it, it, I think, the, the Grand, Grand Slam, Slam of Sacraments or something, or something like that. that. Um, um, it was, it was um, it's, it's really, really great, great to speak to you about this, because, because when, when I saw this, this issue come up, come up Archbishop, Archbishop Vincent, uh, Vincenzo, Vincenzo Paglia uh, making these comments about hell and then also about the pro-life issue of suicide and what to do about it, I thought immediately of you because I thought, oh, that's perfect. That combines both your expertise. So let's get into the issue. I'm going to read his quotes that he gave. A little bit of context first. Archbishop Paglia, of course, is already very controversial, having come from Terni, the Arch the uh, Diocese of Terni, where he had a very controversial mural put up uh, with himself embracing a nude man. Um, he, he's the guy who went to the Pontifical Council for the Family first, then the Pontifical uh, Academy for Life. At the Academy for Life, under his watch, they got rid of the pro-life pledge, uh, got rid of a bunch of the members who were very close to John Paul II. Um, then he went and still as head of the academy, also heads up the um, Pontifical Council, excuse me, the um, John Paul II Institute for Marriage and the Family, which similarly, they got rid of their uh, mandate or, or changed it drastically now to promote Amoris Laetitia, also getting rid of the two most prominent professors associated uh, with the institute. So from there, let's go into what he said last week. Last week, Archbishop Paglia said, and I'll quote it for you, uh, one of the things he said anyway was, um, yes, 
We must remember that for the Catholic Church, this is a direct quote, for the Catholic Church, if someone says that Judas is in hell, he is a heretic, end quote. So we'll unpack that a little bit and then go back to what he was talking about in the context. But just that statement has caused a lot of uh, consternation. We know that Pope Francis has, has sort of intimated with some interviews that, uh, you know, uh, the, a person doesn't go to hell. Skullfrey is one of those people who he interviews uh, regularly with. And he's said numerous times that the Pope has said uh, nobody goes to hell. In fact, he said, you know, when he pushed him once to say, what happens if someone doesn't want, you know, doesn't want to go to heaven, does God force him in? And the Pope said, according to Skullfrey, no, he's annihilated, uh, which of course is all sorts of controversial all by itself. But those interviews uh, have never been denounced by the Vatican. In fact, uh, they're published in a book by the Vatican, but they're still quasi-denied by saying, well, Scalfari never takes notes, so we can't be sure about anything. And yet, the interviews with him continue and continue and continue. So, it's very strange stuff, but Dr. Miller, if you can just unpack for us just that one thing about uh, anyone who says Judas is in hell is a heretic. Well, my first reaction, uh, John Henry, is I, I, you know, it's it is kind of amazing what comes comes out of the mouths of some of the prominent people uh, in the Catholic Church regarding their theological positions. But it, it's I, I would classify or characterize the comment as just theologically reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find it a little humorous, perhaps, um, who it is that he would. Um, be maligning in terms of their theological opinion, namely uh, St. Augustine and uh, the likes of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, because uh, they, they certainly um, argued that, shall we, shall we say, Judas is not among the saved, okay. which I guess yeah. is another way of saying that he's, he's in hell. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I mean, there, there is no Catholic position that says if if anyone christian non-christian whatever catholic whatever believes that judas is not among the saved that they're a heretic so where is he coming from where is he getting that mm-hmm. and i think what he's doing which kind of gets us into the second comment that he made regarding priests um being able to pastorally accompany those who are committing suicide or assisted suicide. I think what Polly is trying to get at is that we cannot say with certainty that such persons are necessarily going to hell. Mm -hmm. So he's salvaged Judas as kind of the, the poster boy, right? For those who do commit suicide, and may nonetheless have wound up saving their souls. Right. Now, maybe Judas is spending an awful long time in purgatory. (laughs) But in any case, Palia wants to get him into the saved category. And uh, and I think think I'm, you know, not barking up uh, the wrong tree. I think it's because he has this this view, again, that those, those among us, um, who have been failed by friends, failed by family, failed by, and by the way, he basically blames society for, the, for people who choose um, suicide or assisted suicide 
Mm-hmm. Well, they don't get the blame yeah. for the action that they're choosing. He's blamed the culture rather than the actual individual choice, the individual will of the person who, who wants the lethal injection, wants the overdose of drugs, wants to shoot themselves or however, whatever their, their, their chosen method, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. So he's, 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 he's trying to save Judas again as the poster boy for those sad situations where people are going to make a decision to end their life. Right. And They're not responsible for their actions. Their yeah. their level of personal freedom somehow is compromised. Right. All that is part of Catholic social or, or moral teaching. Mm-hmm. And yet he's comparing that to Judas, who had full will, full knowledge of what he was doing, went up to our Lord and betrayed him, um, really hated Christ. Even from the beginning, he's stealing from the apostles. And, well, and, and Exactly. And, 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 and thank you for bringing that up because some of the most um, serious, damning, no pun intended there, right? But damning statements are made in God's word regarding Judas, and you go to the Gospel of John, John actually says, Satan entered him. Mm, yeah. So in other words, theologically speaking, even if you wanted to go uh, up a notch, doctrinally speaking, in God's holy word, Judas has been placed, uh, placed himself on the side of Satan. Mm-hmm. In the Gospel of John, John actually gave us the, the reason, and it's a spiritual reason, mm-hmm. he sided with Satan. He put himself on the side of Satan. The other, the other tragedy about Judas is he had a certain level of regret. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how do we know that? Because he went back to the, the, to, the, to the Sanhedrin, to the Jewish elders, the chief priests, and wanted them to take the money back. Mm-hmm. Of course, they wouldn't. But what he fails to do is to open himself up in humility, like Peter did, and cast his sins at the one place where they could have achieved forgiveness, mm-hmm. at, 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 at the heart of our Lord. Instead, he commits the worst sin, which is despair, despairing of salvation, despairing of forgiveness. And so his his way to, to get out of his own personal suffering is not to place that suffering at the heart of our Lord, but to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I mean, that, that, that I think that brings us to the situation of suicide and, and assisted suicide, because that, that is the failure of hope where, you know, what is the Christian religion, uh, one of the most important dimensions um, and gifts of the Christian faith? 
is that our suffering can be united to the suffering of Jesus and it's salvific. Mm-hmm. But when somebody commits suicide, and, and I'm going to say even worse in a way, the assisted suicide movement, because there it's packaged. Mm-hmm. There it's deliberate. It's, yeah. not, it's not even such a, a, a question of despair as it is not to see value in human suffering, but to eliminate it. And mm-hmm. that, that, I think, is even a worse, it's worse than somebody who's in a depression. They don't see an option for themselves. They find that they have to get out because they're, they're in such despair over life. And they throw themselves off a bridge. They buy a gun and they shoot themselves. And they do it privately. They don't involve someone else in aiding and abetting their act of despair. Mm-hmm. And so I mean that brings us in I guess in, in a way to that to the second uh, in some ways even more problematic uh, position uh, that Vincenzo uh, Paglia raised uh, 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 just just a few days ago in his statement about right. Let, let me let me read, read that, that so all of yours can can, can can know what what was happening. So first of all, he um, he said, and he goes back and forth because he says we're against assisted suicide, but then you can play with it. And here's how he says it: He says we're against assisted suicide because we do not want the dirty work of death, and because we are all well aware that for believers, life goes on. To accompany and hold the hand of those who are dying, um, he says, is the great task of every believer. Um, and then he, sa- he goes on to say assisted suicide is a great defeat for society. Um, and then uh, he says, and I'll quote him again, I always celebrate funerals for those who commit suicide because suicide is always a question of unfulfilled love. Um, and then um, he goes on to talk about holding the hand as well of the uh, assisted suicide victim uh, to accompany them. Well, that's where he, he goes on to say, we must also remember that for the, why it's amazing. He, this is a definitive statement for the Catholic church, mm-hmm. which is absolutely not true. If someone says that Judas is in hell, he is a heretic. He says that's Catholic teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to go back to the seminary. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, that's the thing you were mentioning too. Uh, you mentioned John uh, in in the book of John and our Lord's own words, and I think that to me is incredibly fascinating because our Lord was very, uh, very explicit about Judas and his position on Judas. That's why I've said in the past when people have asked me, I'd say, you know, uh, in order to say Judas isn't hell, you'd have to make Jesus a liar. Um, and there's a couple quotes that are very powerful from my perspective on that. But one is this one from John 17, verse 12. Um, he says, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. Uh, by that name you gave me, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction or the son of perdition in other translations so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Right. I, again, I, I think that there's this over sensitivity, if you will, this, this, I don't know, how, how, how do I say it without being misunderstood or misinterpreted, but there's this hyper rush to emphasize compassion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the new, the new thing, right? You know, mercy and compassion trumps everything, even logic. 
Even the truth and the doctrines of our faith are somehow mitigated, altered, uh, muted, subordinated to this, this, this new rubric of mercy and compassion. And, and, and so that you could even have a polya saying that a priest could accompany someone who is engaged in an act of assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. So that person, um, you know, isn't going to die alone. Hold the hand, right? Hold the hand of somebody who's engaged in that. That is so morally problematic. I, I just hardly know where to begin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to find analogies to help people understand what, what, what's at issue there. First of all, he does say, um, I, 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 at least I think, I, I, I believe he said, the priest cannot be in the room when the lethal injection is administrated. Well, that, that, was the, that was the conference that said that. The, so there's, he was reacting to the uh, Swiss bishop's guidelines. And they're the ones who said that the uh, priest may not be in the room when the lethal injection is administered. And Paglia said, no, he rejected that and says, and says indeed, indeed, you should be in the room, room and hold, and the, hold hand. the hand. Okay, um, so if he's gone that far, um, he is in grave error. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it right out. There's no way that you can stand by while somebody takes a gun and points it to their temple and is about ready to, point, to pull the trigger and kill themselves and not intervene to stop them from doing that evil act to themselves. You, mm-hmm. they, you have a moral responsibility to stop that killing, to prevent it, to protest against it to counsel the person uh, away from that act of uh, self-violation. And for, for a priest to just to be there and hold the hand and mop the brow and stroke the head of somebody who's going to kill themselves, that priest has aided and abetted that mm. suicide. Moreover, yeah. they have given scandal. They have given the impression then to anyone standing by, the hospital staff, the nursing staff, the doctors, the janitors, whoever, and then just the public at large, that there must not be anything morally wrong with assisted suicide. That priest has a duty to help that person live their life. And you know what what accompaniment really means? It means being with that person in their suffering. To stand by that person as they are going through whatever whatever suffering they are enduring, whether it's physical pain, the last stages of you know stage four cancer, um, being being bedridden and not being able to live the kind of quality of life that you want for yourself because of of the various handicaps or disabilities. That's the Christian love that we're supposed to show someone, and and to be there. And to, and to hold their hand. And here's an analogy that I will give. If Palia would agree, and let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he says, you know, we don't want to be there uh, while the dirty work of death, right? As those, are, at first, those are very strong words. The dirty work of death is, is, um, is being accomplished. Okay. Could you hold the hand and stand by while a woman 
is in the process of aborting her unborn child. Hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of clinic workers. I've even seen, and it makes me sick to my stomach, by the way. You'll see photographs of a clinic worker holding, holding the hand of the woman while she's on the procedure uh, table getting her abortion. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I find that so contradictory mm-hmm. because while we're having that human connection, we're having, well, we're having that human connection holding the hand of somebody killing her baby, you're, you're, you're making a human connection while there is this supreme disconnection. And I tra- transfer that to the assisted suicide. That person who's committing assisted suicide is committing an act of disconnection. I am disconnecting myself from the life that God has given to me. And you cannot accompany that. You have to protest that. You have to stand against that. You have to help that person remove themselves from that act of self-violation, whether it's the priest, the nurse, the doctor, the, the janitor who's in the room mopping the floor. Everyone has that responsibility. And, 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 and you know, thank God for the Swiss bishops. I guess, I guess they kind of got it. Right. Yeah. So we have to we have to support the light where, wherever it may be found. Right. Now, it, it is very interesting because that analogy is really, really good because both situations, especially in today's world, they seem so perfect, so wonderful. So this notion that Archbishop Parley is presenting, uh, I, I think it would extend actually to to holding the hand of a, a, a woman getting an abortion as well. Um, and it, it's so, you know, because it sounds so good from the perspective of the world. Yes, they're making a choice that may be a sad choice, but, you know, we're going to be there and we're going to show them love anyway. And yet it's not showing them love to Help them down, down the path. Counterfeit. It looks like love, but in essence, metaphysically speaking, spiritually speaking, morally speaking, it's an act of death. <laughs> that and it, it dressed up to yeah, look yeah. like love, and that—that's—that's that's where the trick. It's it, it, and we're tricked by it. We're yeah. sucked in by that falsehood, and, and 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 we need to we need to we need to name it for what it is. Absolutely. And I also think it is a great falsehood. The whole notion of nobody ever goes to hell is also a great falsehood. And it starts with Judas because that's the most extreme case. Um, before before we started taping this, you were telling me of one of the key quotes from our Lord. Uh, you were saying, I believe it was one of the worst curses or whatever he gives to anyone or worst thing he says about anyone. What was that? What was that? That Jesus said of Judas... It would have been better had he never been born. Mm-hmm. Our Lord is actually saying that about someone. Yeah. Um, it would it would reduce me to tears if I if I, if, if the Lord had ever said something like that about me or one of my loved ones. Had, better had they never been born. Really, what Jesus is saying: better had they never existed. Because why? You know, why is it that it would have been better for Judas never to have been born? Because he's going to suffer the worst suffering, th- to be disconnected from God and not among the saved. Yeah. I mean, you are perfectly free, and it's a logical conclusion that a, a, a Catholic, a theologian, a believer can make about Judas. 
And, and by the way, oh, while we're on the subject, um, and it's, it's kind of pertinent regarding all the controversy that's been going on with uh, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen and the, and the delay in his beatification. Mm-hmm. Fulton Sheen, um, in one of his great books, The Life of Christ, it's a great book, so if anyone wants to pick up that book and, and, and get a good read on a, kind of, shall we say, a biography of Jesus, right? The Life of Christ. He said, the tragedy of Judas is that he is not Saint Judas. Right? Mm-hmm. I love The tragedy of Judas is that he's not called Saint Judas. Mm-hmm. He didn't go on to become a saint, and he could have. Amazing. I, it's it's so evident from the scriptures. But again, this whole notion of an empty hell or the right. positing of that position, I think it's actually very similar to looks good, sounds good, but really is, metaphysically speaking, horrific. Um, well, it's, it's, right. And here's the other thing, John, John Henry. If, if you want to have this theological position of universal salvation, right? Nobody goes to hell. Not Osama bin Laden, Adolf Hitler, Attila the Hun, nobody. <laughs> okay. All right. And we can always hope that people are saved. You can even hope that Judas somehow, and maybe in that last second when he, you know, was hanging himself, cried out to Jesus. We can hope for that. <laughs> but you, Jesus wasted an awful lot of his preaching because he often warned people you know, if 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 you don't do this and so, you risk the fires of hell. You mm-hmm. risk the fires of Gehenna. So apparently, hell was very real to our Lord. And if that's the case, then we need we need to take it seriously as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I mean, how how, how can how you can square, you logic, square logically? Um, Jesus is um, saying Jesus the one that you mentioned. Um, it would have been better for him not to have been born. How can we even hope that Judas? is in heaven somehow, because if he was in heaven, if he is in heaven, it's not better for him never to have been born. It's better that he was born. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I really I'm saying, John Henry, I, I, I don't think that this is settled doctrine. That's all. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to believe that Judas somehow, you know, by the skin of his teeth is in purgatory until the end of time. Hey, I'm okay if that, somebody wants to believe that. Uh, it doesn't make them necessarily a heretic. I think they're kind of hard-pressed to hold that position. But it's not as if the church has a, has a position on whether or not. So going back to Polya can't say, that's the problem. Polya can't say that those of us who do hold that position and some pretty uh, heavy-duty theologians in the history of our church have held that position, he can't say that they're heretics. That, yeah. that's where Polly is totally off the cliff. Right, right. Now, this this whole attitude as a as a pro-lifer, I think your description of it uh, is the most apt thing. The comparison to holding a woman as she goes ahead and has an abortion uh, is is probably the perfect comparison to this act, which in, in itself is really, uh, while it looks nice and wonderful and caring and so on, it's horrible. You're uh, you're in in a way complicit in someone's killing, killing of themselves, or having a doctor kill themselves. But nonetheless, um, so it's unbelievable to hear this coming from the Vatican. Um, 
I should ask you, what do you expect a correction? I mean, this is a very public, this was given as a public uh, talk, and uh, and he is the head of the Pontifical Academy for Life, the head of the John Paul II Institute for Marriage and the Family. Um, so these words of his are going to be listened to, uh, perhaps by many Catholic priests. Um, what would your be, advice be for Catholic priests well, hearing this? Well, first of all, the, the, the Sacred Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith needs to make a correction. Mm-hmm. I, 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 think, I, I think it's incumbent that uh, a clarification, uh, a statement be made. Um, all I can hope for, uh, John Henry, is that the majority, or if not the, uh, you know, every single priest has got to know that this can't be right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they would innately know it, it can't be right. Um, and only those who are looking for an excuse um, to excuse sin on any level, whether it's abortion, homosexual activity, uh, cheating on your taxes, um, you know, infidelity to your spouse, whatever direction you want to go, um, only, only a priest is looking for an excuse to excuse sin, period. Is going to is going to agree, I I think with um, with uh, uh, Apalia. Uh, mm-hmm. It's foolishness. It's it's it, it's reckless. It's foolishness, and very dangerous that that such a statement would 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 be made by somebody so high ranking at the Vatican. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Monica, thank you so very much for being with us on the John Henry Reston Show. Uh, may God bless you. If you have any parting words for your fellow pro-lifers, we'd love to hear them now. Maybe just to go to our website, put in a plug for ProLifeSociety.com. Um, people can go there and, and see what we're up to. ProLife Society. No hyphens, no nothing. ProLifeSociety.com. That, that is, is awesome. awesome. Monica, thank you for being with us. God bless you. And uh, since it's coming up, I want to wish you a very happy, happy Holy Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so much, John Henry. And that's it from the John Henry Weston Show for this week. Stay tuned. After Christmas, we'll start up again.